Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 4, Episode 8, it's called The One-Eyed Man. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. Do you know, I saw this title, you know, at some point when I was just getting, you know, one of the other titles earlier in the season and wondered, why is it called The One-Eyed Man? Are we getting a one-eyed man? It was making me think of the one-armed man from, uh, from Twin Peaks. I get that. Um, and I actually kind of like where the title comes from. Uh, and this is this a little little remark by Murtry about how in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is you know is the king. Yeah. Uh, which of course refers to Holden in this case because Holden is the only person now inside the structure that can see. Everyone else is is kind of really vulnerable feeling because not only are they blind, but there's these slugs that are you know deadly as soon as they touch your skin. And Holden's finding more and more dead bodies, and uh, Amos is really cracking under pressure. Uh, Surprisingly, actually. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. He tells this story about how he used to live in a basement when he was a kid, and how he'd have these nightmares, and he'd open his eyes, and it'd still be dark. And it actually kind of... I really liked his reaction last episode when he found out he was going to go blind. Mm. Like, he he seemed genuinely terrified by the thought. Uh, so it was actually just... It was, it was nice to get a little another layer to that in this episode when he brought that up. But between his yeah, outburst when he almost punched Holden, um, and Holden, because Holden kind of jokes later on that he says, "Well, at least I can, now I can say I, I took you in a fight." Uh, anyway, and he almost kind of smirks and says, "But I, I genuinely thought it was a sweet moment when Holden kind of held him and said, I, I can't lose you.' You know, it was a very kind of like you know we've, we've had, our main crew have really bonded over the course of the the, the, the four seasons." Yeah, and a- Amos is off for the slugs. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, on a one-man blind wrecking crew. Uh, despite the fact that he could be killed instantly <laughs> if one of them actually yeah. touches him. He, he really doesn't want to give up that flamethrower. No. So, no, I really enjoyed that stuff uh, with Amos and and Murtry kind of having to just accept whatever Holden says is like kind of, you know, in charge. He's in charge because by just by default, he's the only one who can see anything. So he has to kind of follow his lead. It's kind of weird, but it was so refreshing to get Murtry just being a dickbag again right at the end. <laughs> like, like ah yes back to normal yes because of course uh, Akeya and Holden eventually figure out why he's immune and it, it had nothing to do with with, uh, with Miller or any of that stuff and it, no, it, it, it's kind of where we kind of went into after that where we said well maybe there's something wrong with his eyes because I, I remember speculating that yeah which in a way it is it's not so much that it's not. I mean, it's kind of. It's not like he's got a natural defect with his eyes. It's because of the the radiation uh, that he suffered uh, from Eros. He, he takes uh, you know meds for you know the cancerous cells, and it's those meds that are killing uh, this bacteria, and yeah. it's what's keeping him okay. And it's like, can we produce more of that? And she's like, yeah, I think so. I, I need to like you know double check exactly what you're taking, but other than that. Probably so it doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Yeah. So they they do that, and by the end, you know, they've, they've started, you know, deblinding people, uh, as it were. Deblinding. Is that what yes. we're going with? Deblinding. Well, unblinding. Restoring sight is is usually the phrase that is used. Ah, whatever. Deblinding, I think, sounds perfectly fine. Perfectly I mean, fine. It it doesn't, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, so I've been holding like escapes onto the surface at the end. It's it's, it's like there's a new beach just there because the water's started. You know, it's, it's going out, but it's still it's coming in like it, a shore. It still looks like there's an ocean there. Yeah, uh, but clearly it's it's going. They maybe have a little bit of time. They've got a little camp at the edge here, and then it'll over time they'll be able to get back. Yeah, sort of 
go further inland as it were well you know what i mean they're technically inland but <laughs> like same difference no one's gonna want to dare swim in case there's any more slugs in there or yeah. worse actually i thought there was a few great little speeches in this episode uh for various reasons mm. um there was the the one with uh holden and amos which i thought was really good uh but there was also one from a vasarala that did get some murkiness to it by the end of the episode but did have because this is the thing uh, her husband accuses her of uh, you know telling lies you know it's a great speech she gives at this memorial for for the fallen marines uh from the end of last episode and she she sort of stops reading the the the, the auto cue and just says you know what no look i'm going to be honest my son was killed he was a marine and she goes on this great little speech about how nothing she's going to say is going to mean to anyone you need someone to hate so hate me because it was ultimately my fault and it's this very genuine speech that, you know, comes across, acted really well, it's written really well, all of it's great. And later on, there's this murkiness added to it where she's also leaked footage of New Terra uh, to sort of gain political... And, her, you know, her husband says, everything you said was a lie. And I actually kind of, like, g- gave him a funny look when he said that, because I'm like, you know what, no, she's in the wrong here, she is using it for political gain. I'm not convinced that what she said was actually a lie though but immediately she says that she just says no look what i said was not a lie i was speaking the truth but then he obviously fires back with use her son to you know gain yeah, political it's, points it's not that it was a lie it was that it was not coming from a genuine place i think is is the distinction here um while it may have been it, maybe everything she said was true in in, in some way or another but it, it's more about the reason she said it was still like this calculated decision yeah. rather than, you know, that, that all oh, that this will play better than whatever this speech says rather than actually you know coming from a place of honesty and you know feeling like a spur of the moment thing yeah well i actually think it's spur of the moment i just think it's no no okay yeah the idea to do it is spur of the moment yeah but I, I think uh, she, she genuinely the motivation is disingenuous she genuinely got the idea while she was given the speech to do this i but you're right it's, it was yeah. clearly has this extra political motivation added to it that yeah. makes it kind of dirty and because for a moment there you're really rooting for her and even even go in the crowd and even afterwards she's asked by the press like what do you think of you know what what, what you know Avasarala said and it's like look that proves that she's got you know some integrity you know and she's, she's you know she's saying nice things about her and then the footage leaking kind of comes up and it's almost like she she almost knows immediately that Avasarala did it but this this is I think everyone does immediately yeah it's like, right, okay this is designed to change the narrative on new terror this is standard you know election cycle uh you know work from from the pr department of, of whoever and it's because Avasarala has always been a character that we've been thoroughly behind as a, you know, in terms of what she's doing, in terms of doing the right thing. Uh, and this season is really playing with the idea that she, she has her faults and we can't necessarily always trust that she has, you know. It's or, starting to get to a point of, okay, at what point do the ends stop justifying the means here? Yeah, to, to the point where maybe her position going forward won't be, you know, the general secretary. It might actually be a new position that we follow her in, in future seasons because... She yeah. might not be the best fit for this job anymore. Uh, I think what would be really interesting is if 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 she does win, and she isn't the best fit. <laughs> you know this idea yeah. of then we actually watch her struggle and, and maybe make wrong decisions because of it, and and maybe she should have lost the election. That, well, that could be an interesting way of playing it. Arguably, she already did make a wrong decision. You know that's why the the the, the military guy you know resigns. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. I think that's slightly different in the sense that that was a very election-based decision. You know, mm. it, it was all political as to oh, what what will play well with the the voters. 
I think, I, I mean, a, a bad decision when she just makes the wrong call for the right reasons as opposed to this. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, so we're really seeing how she's changed having had power. It's, it's almost like an interesting exploration of like, she was such a like noble character when she was taking out the ones in charge who were corrupt and she was always in the right for the most part when she was doing that and we always were whereas now that she is in that position of power it's almost like it is corrupt and hard maybe not to the extent of the you know the people before because they were like really corrupt they were you know doing all these backdoor shady deals for their own personal gain and all that but the fact that it's even affected her this much where she seems to be making choices based on her own success now as opposed to uh it's, what's it's best for the country power corrupts and we always want to you know naturally root for the underdog Mm. So, I, I guess making us making us as the audience ask answer some or ask some tough questions about is she in the right here and should we be rooting for her to win this? Uh, should should she take a back seat and maybe she is better as a second in command? Maybe she's better at ensuring the person in charge is playing by the book than she is actually doing it herself because even she's not someone who can be completely yeah. trusted in that sense. Uh, so. So that stuff was pretty solid, um, and then we also had stuff with Bobby on Mars, uh, which again was very intriguing. I, I think my favorite part of this is, you know, again they get this job. Uh, it's going to pay ten times more than the last one that we saw uh, from the terraforming station, and Bobby has some questions. We don't know what this is. Is this weapons? What are we moving? Like she's concerned about the morality of it, and obviously the others are like, "Ah, screw you! You're like we can shit split this three ways." Yada yada yada, and. She goes to see the the cop at his home, and we see that he's got a wife and kids, and sort of gives him a bit of humanity and whatnot. And yeah. but no, ultimately, it was, it, was, it was in this scene as well that I, 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 I keep forgetting how tall Bobby is. Oh know, sure, to, yeah, the, the actor, and then you know she stands you know in a scene like this, and she's towering over everyone. Yeah, what what I liked about this though, my favorite thing in this plotline in this episode was that he, he one of the reasons why like this 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 uh kind of like the the breakdown of the belief in mars is happening uh something that i don't think we really talked about or at least or maybe maybe we thought about it but didn't talk about it is the idea that now that they've found more planets that are inhabitable is it really worth the effort that terraforming because yeah. i'm pretty sure we did speak about this did we well it definitely came to the surface more that this episode yeah. because this idea that okay all this effort and time and you know this idea is going to take a hundred years to you know not even a hundred in total just a hundred years from now because he says it's going to be another hundred years from right now to finish terraforming mars right and this idea that well there's new planets out there that are, that are habitable now so why bother why don't we just go there and just get a head start because we can uh, and that's something that he's he believes in. He wants to leave. He's like, no, I served Mars. I was a loyal Martian for most of my life. And then this happened, and it's like, well, clearly everyone's going to abandon Mars now. Like, yeah, it, uh, I think we've definitely talked about this because we talk about how it's 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 kind of the death of Martian culture, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we probably uh, did. You're right. But I, I, I just I really liked Bobby being confronted with this and really being kind of like put through the paces herself with like everything she fought for is just immediately been rendered redundant because there's now new planets to go to because think about it like beforehand mars was the only planet in the solar system they could terraform it was the only place that could be turned into a planet that was habitable uh you know uh because you you can't go to venus or mercury because they're too close to the sun right uh And obviously, past Mars, you've got gas giants. They're not very useful. Obviously, they've set up shop in asteroids and moons and stuff. And they've, you know, like, and that's what the belt has become. But they can never be habitable in the same way that a planet that's been terraformed can be. So, yeah, the the idea of terraforming is you can go outside. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, once it's done, though, right? That's the yeah. whole point. You can go outside and walk around and have fresh air. Uh, can't really do that in the belt. No. So, so there's basically this new possibility that's open, and it makes the effort of Mars just seem like what's the point? And clearly there's Martians that are realizing this and that this loyalty to Mars might be breaking down. And we're seeing at least a few examples. We're seeing Bobby question it at the very least. Obviously the cop is already there. Like he's already ready to jump ship. And what's is interesting is at that point he essentially becomes a belter, right? I mean, not not in spirit, but like in the sense that he's going out to the new world and he's not really a Martian anymore. I mean, he comes from Mars, but he's not, you know. Yeah, no, I know. I can very much see this end up with a, a new fourth culture out of the you know like the 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 new settlers of you know whatever planet they choose the the, the ex martians yeah like whatever they yeah, not, not even just martians you know because it, it'll be it'll be Mar- like let's say they come to you know the the, the planet we're on right now Let, let's just pr- assume this is the you know, the, the, the planet that that you know is is first settled you'll have you know you'll have people from earth you've already there we've got mm-hmm. belters already there we'll have some martians come along and over time, they'll become their own culture, right? They won't be any of those individual groups anymore. Alternatively, uh, they could sit on a different planet and we'll end up with, you know, a planet that's all ex-Martians, but they'll be separate from Mars. We'll have a planet that's all ex-Belters, but they're, they're not really the belt anymore. And, you know, like so on and so forth. We could almost yeah, get... Yeah, So it's kind of this extension of how, you know, Mars and the belt are offshoots of Earth. They're, they're going to have that, you know, you know, going back far enough that they all came from Earth and went out to these places... Whereas this will go, you know, okay, from Mars to other places, and you'll have this offshoot again and see we, how different they get. Yeah, we all came from this solar system, but ultimately everyone's going to splinter again, and yeah. new societies will be created. No, it's just really interesting stuff. Uh, so I loved all that stuff. Um, obviously, Bobby's boyfriend as well got a new job. Uh, he's leaving for Europa, and uh you know she pretends not to be bothered by it until he's actually got the job and it's like nah you're gonna run away and go um notably though he did leave the waffles with all the toppings so bobby can wire into them that that was a smart move <laughs> that'll, I feel, I, that'll I feel calm like down <laughs> t- taking those would have been bad for his health i'm taking my waffles with me <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about kicking someone while they're down <laughs> that is a real dick move and he, he does offer it. Hey, I want you to come with me. He says, "Hey, you know, let's make this a thing." And he acknowledges that she must have some sort of sketchy job because you've got this new hotel room that you're using, and you've got, you know, you're suddenly you're very yeah, lush. And, and it's like I get it. You know, you got to do what you got to do if you, when you haven't got a job in this scenario because no one's got a job. Mm-hmm. But he's offering her an option. Yeah. So no, I mean, like. Uh, really solid stuff. Actually, I just want to go back before we go into the OPA stuff. I want to go back to the holding stuff because I, I want to talk about a line that I really liked. Uh, is right. uh, it's it's when uh they figure out the cure. They figure out that you know what's causing Holden to be immune, and they're like, okay, we can do this. We can make this drug. Yada yada. I love the moment where Holden genuinely smiles, and it's a great smile that he's not not doesn't he doesn't use a lot, right? And okay, who's clearly still blind because she's not taking anything yet, says, "I you know, it's nice to see you smile again." But obviously she can't actually see him. I love that line. That was such a good little line where she's she just knows he's smelling and she says yeah. that. I, I just yeah. writing like that is just it's got the layers there that make it work. Where if the delivery of that line is off, it'll feel stupid. But it's it's sold in this the right way. Yeah, because it's a fundamentally very simple line. Right? Yeah, 
but she sells it in the right way that you get you know that she's not actually seeing it and that's what makes it charming she just knows that he's smiling but we can see that he's smiling and it's this big grin that we've not seen him have and it's a genuine moment i just I, it was a great yeah. great touch just uh just a question while we're on that kind of area of the episode yeah sure did you have to look away oh yeah there's the eye stabbing yeah. uh i looked away briefly but i did see most of it Oh, oh no, my, I, my, my I, eyes were covered. It was sort of thing where I looked away and then looked back. I was like, oh, I have to look at a little bit. And... I, I had my eyes covered and I just, you know, just a little, little peeking through. <laughs> I can't look at it entirely, but I don't want to look at it. I've been holding. I mean, I don't like eyes. I mean, I'm, I have no problem with syringes. I don't like eyes being stabbed. That's my problem here. I, I really hate syringes and eyes being stabbed is uncomfortable. But I can watch like. Yeah, you know, in a horror movie, being stabbed with a fork or something like that, I can, <laughs> that I can do. This was just too far, too far, yep. way too far. So that's cool. Yeah, but that was, that was a fun scene. Uh, I want to give them credit for essentially having two episodes where they're stuck, like in a cave, essentially, and it's been kind of riveting the entire time. Like I, I've never felt like, oh, we're still stuck in the cave and nothing. Like, like I felt how desperate they are this episode as, as he's piling up bodies and like they're all scared of like because they get to a point where they have a system where if you hear someone wander off who might end up getting killed, yell for me because Holden's the only one who can go and find people. Like I just it felt so desperate and I loved that. Yeah, man, they're lucky he was there. Oh, very lucky. Uh, they're lucky that he may get cancer. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I mean, I think he's already got cancer because he's, he's got the cancerous cells already. The, the, the sure. meds are fine. <laughs> sure, okay, sure. They've got the, the meds in the future are good enough that, he, that he's not actually, you know, dying from dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I think no. I think though, to be fair, that's kind of what Naomi says, right? Oh, thank God, something good came out of Eros. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a nice little touch. Uh, and of course, actually, before we go to the, the other plot lines, we're not touched yet. We should probably mention the ending. Uh, uh, I thought you were saving that when you jumped around. No, okay, no, I just, just get to it. I was kind of uh, just dancing around, uh, but yeah, we'll talk about the ending because Miller shows up again, and you know, Holden's like, you know, where the hell have you been, kind of thing. Uh, and Miller glitches out, like he, because at first he's got the hat on, he glitches, and the hat's not there, and then he's got a different, he's got, he's like he's uh, almost like suave, like under, like coat on, and then yeah, he's got like. He's trying to talk, but he's clearly on mute. Yeah, it's actually a really creepy, like almost a uh, like techno horror moment, because it's actually quite scary when he's like trying to scream, he's trying to scream at him, and you don't hear anything. It, it's really funny that you mentioned Twin Peaks earlier, because. <laughs> kind of in many ways oh i can see it i can see it now it was a really good moment uh and very intriguing as to what's wrong with this this you know ai or whatever you want to call it this you know yeah. being what, what is wrong with it why yeah. why is it it, it it's terrified in pain is it because it pain? is it because something with you know this planet turning on, like something's went wrong, something's went haywire. Was it not meant to blow up an island? <laughs> like, did, did it? I, I don't know. I'm I'm wondering maybe, it, you know, it, let's say it, it it turned everything back on. It connected to the mainframe, so to speak. And something's not right there. Yeah, it's like yeah. What 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 did it learn? Was there some sort of virus? Hmm. Yeah. Very very intriguing. But yeah. Uh, obviously, there's not much to speculate on beyond that right now. But I'm intrigued. But it was, it was a it was a very interesting end. Yeah. Uh. So, uh. Before we get to the PX, we'll go up to the the orbit. Uh. Because they're they're building the tether, and yes. not, not much to say here really, other than they build the tether and they attach the tether and it's working. 
there's some tension you know whether or not it'll work and... yeah yeah because they explain that if, it, if it's if it's tightened too quickly it'll snap and that'll just you know yeah. uh good job alex a good pilot yeah good job indeed he knows how to like yeah. you know pace it just right yeah. uh but yeah so there's some good stuff with the the you know the snail like thruster the little drone taking it, it one end it to looks the other. great music's fantastic during this sequence yeah so uh, just kind of comes out at the start and the end and does what it needs to do oh uh, final point before we do move on to this. oh yes uh as everyone's you know being cured from the blindness you know things are getting back to normal Murtry, you know, I hinted earlier, he, he gets back to being his usual dickbag self. Oh yeah, he's basically just checking that that order that he put in a couple of episodes ago for the uh, the, the 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 shuttle to be rigged with explosives. Yep, he's like, just make sure that's still going. Um, so he's still got his plans, you know, back to, back to normal. Like I said, it, it was kind of refreshing just to get back to, oh yeah, he's still a shithead. Yeah, so Fred Johnson uh, shows up. He uh, we see him in the screen actually at the start with a Vassarella when uh, yeah. she's being briefed on like the now the perception of what happened because uh, there was video footage aboard the ship uh, from the Belters who the innocent civilian Belters who who were killed in the attack, and Fred Johnson does show up in person uh, to see Drummer and and Ashford. And Drummer immediately punches him in the face, and Ashford's just like, uh, "I thought you were going to keep your temper." <laughs> Keep your temper yeah, check. Great. Uh, no, they are great. I, I really like them as a duo. Uh, and Drummer quits because she's not happy that you know Fred leaked this footage to make sure that the, you know not even just leaked the footage. He leaked the the info that Marco was on that ship, and it's led to these deaths. And you know Fred sees this as a good political move because it's keeping kind of uh, the UN in line with them in terms of uh, the peace treaty. He's he's not necessarily wrong, but she just sees no. You you basically got these bettlers killed. Uh, and you know we're killing innocent people to justify the political ends, and she's not happy with this, so she quits. She's like, "No, I'm not doing this anymore." Uh, so that that was pretty cool. Ashford was offered the job, but he actually says, "Nope, my mission right now is to go get Marco. I'm going to get him." And uh, these two are off on a manhunt. Yeah, well, they're not because uh, uh, drummer turns him down. So it looks like she's going to accept. Yeah. She brings him the, the the booze, and he's like, "No, you keep this then. If you're not coming with me, you keep this until I've done the mission." And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I assume she'll be helping still, maybe oh, yeah. not like physically with him. But... Yeah, I'm, part of me still expect her to go back to Fred at the end and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm keeping my job because I don't trust you to like do this properly or something like that." Um, Could be. Uh, so she she can still help from this point of view. Where she goes now, if she isn't staying on this ship, uh, I'm not sure. But uh... yeah, so I think I'm expecting still to to help ashford you know maybe not as directly as oh you know being physically with him but doing you know the the intel and you know and uh you know getting the information and, and feeding that to him keeping you know trying to keep track of marco the, these sorts of things yeah because part of me really wanted to see them to go off on their ship together and like hunt yeah, marco yeah. I'm, I'm expecting more uh, her to do maybe lean into like the spycraft angle a little bit to try and get him because mm. it kind of feels like a lot of what, that's kind of where she's going and is kind of black ops spycraft in that you know, she's been in that kind of not quite leadership role, but kind of up there understanding the top decisions. But kind of, she's been very aware of calls that need to be made for political reasons, and then that there's the things that she just should be doing. Uh, so I can see it going that way. Yeah, because the other big thing here is that Ashford's really concerned about is that what Fred has done has made Marco look more like a hero to people who are very anti. You know the inners, anti inners. Uh, yeah. He and he's actually made it worse. And even the speech that he did 
on TV has made it even worse. Like he's making Marco turn out to be this war hero uh, that a lot of the of the Bellers are getting behind. So Ashford's like, no, we have to put him down as quickly as possible before he converts more people, before he inspires more people. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was interesting that Ashford, like you know, he clearly he, st- he still has a bit of that anger in him because he's like, yeah, I'm going to like <laughs> like you know put him in the airlock and enjoy it. But uh, he has like a sort of learned old man who's kind of like realized that a lot of his extreme ideas from his youth seem to you know there's not the way forward like the, the way we go forward if we actually want to improve things is peace like yeah. like const, constant correct. wars yeah just not what he wants and you know drummer points out that hey you, you have changed a lot <laughs> you are you know you've, you've, yeah i remember the back of this guy's introduction and it was like yeah. holy shit this this guy's serious so yeah i've come to joe you know it's funny ashford was introduced in the back half of season three and like relatively quite quickly he's become like such a great character on this show and i'm mm. i'm pleased yeah. for that i'm pleased that if we can't get uh, jared harris you know too often because we've not seen him in a while um i get it he's a busy man yeah i'm sure i'm sure they'll nab him for like because you know, we haven't seen fred for a lot of this season he just popped in this episode so it would surprise me if we do get him for a big moment you know maybe next season or something like that if they yeah it'll be working out schedules more than anything yeah so hopefully that comes to pass but uh no uh now a solid episode um i'm really excited to see what they're doing the last two now and see how this this all all wraps up yeah but, i'm looking forward to it um it's been it's been real solid uh it's been a very consistent season up to this point actually yeah so, and this is maybe the, the 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 least liked book so i mean if this is the low point <laughs> in terms of the, the the source material then uh i think we're in pretty good good hands unless yeah. they unless the ending completely shits the bed and i mean it but, could but I, I have no reason to assume why it would at this point right yeah i actually really like i, I think the one thing that shows us is from a book is that the book would be wouldn't be concerned with the idea that this this story is a lot smaller in scale than some of the previous stuff right whereas we had a lot more space battles and things like that and i think if you were making a tv show from scratch you would always keep in mind that you want to have a, a good quota of all the things that your audience likes right but in a book that doesn't matter as much because it's all in your head anyway so it doesn't matter if it's intimate versus big and you know space mm-hmm. epics and whatnot and i think i like that this season has not tried to artificially you know do a lot more of that stuff that shouldn't be there it feels like no no it's just committed to just doing this this more internal story that yeah, is... have, have we had a proper space battle i mean uh not a space battle like, no we've had like the you know the the ship shooting shot down over with the, the u.n stuff and we had them you know the, the 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 belt scaring off that ship yeah 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 but we've not had but like an actual yeah confrontation combat yeah, and I kind of appreciate. I appreciate how focused the season's been. It's not been trying to. Yeah, I think it was very early on. We went well. This is the this is this planet for the season, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm impressed that it hasn't felt like we've stretched that out unnaturally or anything. It's it's felt very kind of you know uh, consistent in its pacing and its its tone. I think it's there's no like standout amazing episode from this season so far. I don't think. Mm. I couldn't point to one and go, that's the, clearly the best episode of this season. There's just been a really, really consistent baseline, you know, of just, okay, these are all pretty great. Yeah, so we'll see how it wraps up. But yeah, you can let us know what you thought of episode eight in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV and support us for as little as $1 per month and get us some bonus content for your troubles. Uh, you can also support us by rating the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or sharing the podcast out, of course, on social media or whatever else you'd like to like to share it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the, 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 the Pornhub forums uh, would, would want recommendations for an expanse 
podcast, but you never know. To be fair, <laughs> th- there are there are many strange things in Pornhub comments from from what I see on on Reddit. <laughs> Every so often, there'll be like you know a Reddit post of "Hey, look what I found in the comments section," and it'll be something just so weird. That you're like, why is this on here? For so, uh, for some reason, uh, people people watching porn and masturbate and put them in a really jokey mood. For some reason, they they get really witty. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, uh, but there you go. Uh, that is that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>